One foot in life and one in death. There's never time to catch your breath. Normal and paranormal beware. The spectral silhouette will always be there. The Lightning Lounge and Skeleton Key Brewery present the Spectral Silhouette radio program. The exciting tales of a paranormal detective who always gets his man. But first, a word from our sponsor. Picture this. It's Friday night. You've been waiting to go out all week. You put on your best duds, shine your shoes, call up your friends, and make plans to hit the town. Where do you go? Why, Skeleton Key Brewery, of course. You can bet your bottom dollar you won't find a better place to spend your time. Beers? Check. Live music? Check. Special events? Check. Great ambiance, food trucks, and service? Check, check, and check. Every box is checked for a good time. Heading out to Skeleton Key? Check. You deserve it. And now, the Spectral Silhouette. Detective Monty Eldridge was shot during an armed robbery. Legally dead for five minutes, he shakes the cold grip of the Grim Reaper with the help of the paramedics. When he regains consciousness, he finds that he can hear the voice of a deceased mobster named Sill. The two agree to work together to help find Sill's murderers in exchange for assistance with Monty's cases. Aided by his old friend Penny Astor and otherworldly insights from his ghostly ally, Monty becomes the Spectral Silhouette. Tonight's bone-chilling tale is titled Deathbird for Hire. It's a hair past midnight, and Leo Abruzzo is leaving a back alley game of Texas Hold'em. He and other enforcers of the Sargazzi crime family get together every week for a few brews and the latest gossip. After having one too many, he's decided to stumble home instead of drive. He steps out into the dark alley. The city is asleep except for night owls that are up to no good. Little does he know there's a price on his head and someone is coming to collect. Have a good one, boys. I know when my luck's running out. Bye, Leo. See you next time. Yeah, yeah, you knuckleheads. Should I grab a cab? Nah, I'll hoof it. What's that sound? Who's in that garbage can? I'll just lift the lid. Ah, you dirty rat. <laughs> Leo. Leo. Hey, uh, who's there? Leo. Leo. This ain't Halloween, so enough with the tricks or treats. Show yourself. Very well. Turn around. Listen, buddy, what's the big idea? Oh! Ah, you broke my leg! Who are you? What do you want from me? <laughs> you know me. I'm the apparition that terrified you as a young link. That creeping suspicion that someone is behind you. What? What are you talking about? Your angel of death. 
merchant of menace, taker of souls, or as the men who employ me would say, uh, bringer of curtains. Who hired you? I could give you double, no, triple what they're paying you. Let me go. Your life warns me temporary hitches on earth and grants me eternal currency in hell. Please, don't, don't kill me. And I, in terror of thy guiltiness, dream on. Dream on of bloody dreams and death. What? No, get away. Ah! 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 Monty and company have been called upon to investigate the grisly crime scene by Sergeant O'Connolly, an officer Monty has assisted in the past. Given the nature of the murder, O'Connolly knows she'll require the detective's specific area of expertise into the strange and criminally depraved. The trio makes their way down the alley. The smell of the sewers. The sound of heavy traffic. Ah, heaven. Yes, Sil. Nothing quite like coming home. Penny. Be on your guard. We wouldn't have been called if this was your run-of-the-mill murder. I'm packing more heat than a fireplace. I knew this wouldn't be a picnic. Praise the Lord. And pass the ammunition. Good. Better safe than sorry. There's O'Connolly up ahead. And don't tell me this is normal. This, this is the opposite of normal. Ah, Monty, thank you for coming. Not a problem, Sergeant. This is my partner, Penny Astor. Hello, ma'am. I must warn you ahead of time that this isn't a pretty picture. I haven't seen anything like this in all my years on the force. I'll be fine. I spent time as an army nurse in Manila. There's nothing I can't handle. Very well. Follow me. What a mess. There's so much blood. Who was the victim? Leo Abruzzo, enforcer for the Sargazzi crime family. Where's his body? Did you already move him? No, ma'am. We're still picking up the pieces. The pieces. There's bits of Leo all over this alley. Corner said it looked like an animal attack. A lion with a gazelle. Yikes. Mind if we look around? Have at it. I've got to go check with the coroner anyways. Poor guy. We'll let you know if we find anything. Thanks. Hey, where's that coroner at? I see his jacket over by that crate. Penny, look for footprints. Sill, do that ghostly voodoo that you do so well. Aye, aye, Captain. There appears to be two sets of prints. One is our victim, and the other are from a large pair of boots. The strange thing is, the victim's tracks end where his parts begin. The murderers just disappear, almost like he's vanished into thin air. Interesting. So, it wasn't an animal... Unless it was a bear with wings wearing size 14 stompers. I went through his jacket and found an IOU in a matchbook that says Harker's Pub. Sill, what's the skinny? I'm not sensing anything ghostly, but I did feel a faint presence. One that I could only describe as evil. Sill says he feels a faint presence. Something evil. I really hoped it was a bear. An evil bear in... Boots, perhaps. Now you're just being ridiculous. What do you got for me, Monty? I found a matchbook for a bar called Harker's Pub. Know the place? Yeah, we know the joint. It's where these Sargazi cronies get together and play cards. I doubt we'll get them to tell us anything. Still, it might be worth checking out. 
I found bloody boot prints as well, but they just disappear, like our murderer vanished. People don't just disappear. He had to have gone somewhere. Perhaps he flew away? Every day, this city gets weirder and weirder. That's what makes it so wonderful. Where is Harker's Pub? End of the alley on the left. Let me know what you turn up. Will do, Sergeant. Oh, to be alive again. Miss Leader Sill, we've got to get someone to talk. I doubt any of these hoods will sing. They have a strict no-rat policy. Should we split up? We can cover more ground that way. Works for me. You take the tables, I'll take the bar. You got it. I'll try this big guy at the bar. I don't know, Monty. He doesn't seem like a choir boy. Let me get another skeleton key beer. Excuse me, sir. Huh? What? What do you want? I'm looking for some information on Leo Abruzzo. He was murdered walking down the alley not too far from this establishment. Can't say I've heard of him. I was told he frequents this bar. Sorry, I got nothing for you. Hey, boys, you guys ever hear of a Leo, uh, a bozo? A bruzo. I told you, Monty. These guys don't rat. No harm in trying. I've got something. Some drunk said a cigarette girl named Sue's palled around with Leo. She's on her break now. Very good, Penny. Let's see if we can get some information out of her. Hello? Are you Sue's? Who's asking? I'm Monty. This is Penny. We're detectives with- You're dicks. No way I'm talking to you. But any information on- You said I don't know anything. Now unless you want to pack a smoke to some gum, get lost. Monty, let it go. We'll have to find evidence on Leo's murder somewhere else. Wait, he's dead? Yes, he was murdered in the alley not too far from here. Oh my god, no! Oh, Leo. I take it you knew him. Very well. Any information you could give us would be helpful. I can't. They'll kill me. Monty, let me talk to her, girl to girl. Suze, was this Leo your boyfriend? Yeah, he was a real charmer. As someone who's been in love, I know if I lost that person, I'd want to do everything in my power to find out what happened to them. I guess. I guess you're right. What happened earlier tonight? Do you know why Leo was murdered? He came in to play cards like he always does. Won a few games, lost a few, had one too many drinks, said he was going to walk home. Figured the fresh air could sober him up. The old sober stroll. What about his murder? Would anyone want him dead? Everybody liked Leo. Although... Although what? Please, I can't tell you. They'll kill me. We need to know, Suze. Leo had been skimming off the top of his collections. He planned on taking the money and skipping town tomorrow. Boggs must have... Oh, I've said too much. Boggs? Who's Boggs? I can't. That's the boss of the Sargazzi family's right-hand man. Suze, if they know about your plan with Leo, you need to get out of town. I want you to go home, pack, and get on the next bus out of the city. She's right, Suze. You're in danger. Okay. Oh, my poor Leo. Where does this box live? The Griffin Building. Apartment 4C. He has the girls up there for parties all the time. Thank you, Suze. We'll find out what happened to Leo. 
I better be going. Boggs probably ordered the hit. I'd bet my right arm, if I had one. Only way to find out is to ask him ourselves. Indeed. Let's ride. enters the Griffin building and they take the elevator up to apartment 4C. Penny and Monty are determined to get Boggs to talk, although still thinks it's a fool's errand. They walk down the hallway towards the door. If this guy ordered the hit, 
then we can assume he probably knows all about Leo and Suze's getaway plan. I'd say that's a given. These mafia guys don't take betrayal lightly. It's a crime punishable by death. Sill says loyalty is everything to crime families. Regardless, let's see what this crook's got to say. Boggs, you in there? Who's asking? We're detectives with the- Got nothing to say to you. It's about Leo Abruzzo. Shame about Leo. Hope Suze is taking it all right. You know about the murder. I know everything that goes on in this town. Did you order the hit? I don't believe in violence, girly. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Loyalty goes a long way in your business, doesn't it, Box? You could say that. Maybe planning a permanent vacation on somebody else's dime isn't the best idea. So you knew. That proves it. You're grasping at straws. I've been home all night. I have an alibi, witnesses, you name it. Good luck with your investigation, detectives. We're going to get to the bottom of this, Boggs, and when we... So, he knew about the plan. We've confirmed that. We need to find out who he hired to take out Leo. Hmm. But first... Let's head down to the station and report our findings to O'Connolly. Okay, let's get a cab. Hey, Boggs, who is that? Some dick's trying to scare information out of me. Give me the phone. Here you go. Boss, it's me. We got a problem. Back at Suze's apartment, she's packing her bags and getting her affairs in order. Time is of the essence. She needs to hurry if she's going to escape the same fate that befell Leo. Each fallen grain of sand in the hourglass brings her closer to her doom. Dresses? Hairbrush? Oh, the money. Can't forget the cash. Bus leaves in 20 minutes. Gotta hurry. Suze. Who's there? The boatman will be taking two lovers across the river Styx this evening. What are you talking about? Who are you? Stealing money that isn't yours has some rather grim consequences. <laughs> Just ask Leo. <laughs> oh, God. You murdered Leo. Please, take the money. Just don't kill me. Death lies on her like an untimely frost upon the sweetest flower of all the field. No! No! The Spectral Silhouette will be right back after a brief message from our sponsor. Close your eyes. I want you to picture ice-cold, freshly brewed beer, friendly voices, welcoming ambiance, and incredible service. Did you think of Skeleton Key Brewery? Well, of course you did! The beauty part is it isn't just a dream. You can go there now, right off the highway in Woodridge, Illinois. They are open five days a week, Wednesday through Sunday. So go on, make some delicious memories with family and friends at one of the best breweries around. No bone. No bone. No bones about it. 
Get to Skeleton Key Brewery. No bones about it. Get to Skeleton Key. You deserve it. And now we return to the spectral silhouette. With Suze and Leo meeting their demise, our nameless killer heads to the hideout of T.W. Sargazi, head of the Sargazi crime family. He's eager to collect his earnings, but the boss and his goons have other plans, oblivious to what kind of man or monster they are dealing with. So the plan is to fill him full of lead instead of pay him? Yeah, we shoot him and we shoot him. Well, you moron, shut up. How come every criminal has to say that plans out loud? He's on his way here. Wouldn't want him overhearing. I'm already here, T.W. Planning on removing me from the land of the living. You better believe it. Can't have you running your mouth. No loose ends. Open fire, boys. That should do it. When the smoke clears, take his body out to the car and chuck it into the sea. Sure thing, T.W. Never was the seafaring type. I've always been more of a land animal. What? He's still alive? That's not possible! We unloaded two full clips! Let him have it! He's coming towards us! Oh, come for killing night. Image of hell. Keep shooting! Be ready for a notorious shame. What's age for tragedies and murders, Phil? He's right in front of us! Dear God, what is he? Fire again! Don't stop till we run out of lead! Vast sin-concealing chaos! Nurse of... Did we get him? I think so, boys. Looks like he's... Blade! <laughs> Another handful of ants eradicated. The ant will reduce the rubble. <laughs> hey, fellas, it's me, Boggs. Sorry I took so long. What have you done? You're a monster. <gasps> Come back here. You'll pay for this, Murno. At the police station, Monty and Penny discuss their findings with O'Connelly. They have the sergeant send some officers to Suze's apartment to ensure she made the bus out of town. Now they need a plan. I say we go shake down Boggs. We can't without a warrant. He would have to come to us. Yeah, when pigs fly. Maybe we could get him to... Sergeant, we received a call from the apartment you asked the boys to check out. It's a bloodbath. Oh no, Suze. Poor girl. Tell the boys to seal off the apartment. Send the coroner right away. Ask him if there's any trace of the money they stole from the Sargazi family. Did they find any bags of cash? No, ma'am. Just, uh, bits of a person and some suitcases that were ripped open. Okay. Thank you, officer. You know, back in my living days, the crew I ran with could get violent. Even deadly. But we never did stuff like this. This isn't a regular mob hit. I agree, Sil. I think we're dealing with something much more dangerous. Uh, Monty? Who's Syl? Uh, that's his nickname for me. Right, Monty? Yes, right, Syl. 
Ma'am, there's another call. He's asking for Monty Eldritch. For me? Who? Sorry, didn't say a name. Just said it's important. You can take the call in my office, Monty. Okay, thank you. Hello? Monty Eldritch speaking. This is Boggs. I need your help. I don't believe it. He killed them all. It was a massacre. Calm down. Who killed who? But now, he killed T.W. Sagasi and his bodyguards. Who's Murnau? I can't help if you don't give me details. He's the assassin I hired to take out Leo and Seuss. I didn't want it to be an inside job, since all the guys liked Leo. So on a recommendation, I took a chance on a guy named Murnau. We only met once, outside this rundown shop off 3rd Avenue called Minas. He's not human. He's some kind of monster. All right. Easy, Boggs. Where are you now? I chased him out of the hideout and down the alleyways to Minas. He went inside. I'm calling you from a payphone across the street. I need you to come here and help me get him. We should let the cops know. No. No police. They wouldn't do any good anyways. But, Boggs, we need manpower. No coppers. Very well. I'll be there in ten. I get not wanting the cops involved. For connected guys, that's worse than death. But what exactly are we dealing with, Sil? Who is this Murnau? I don't know, Monty. But we need Penny if we, uh, you, are going to make it out of this alive. Maybe we could go back to Harker's and... That was Boggs. He gave me the name of the assassin who took out Leo and Suze. His name is Murnau. He seems terribly frightened of him. He tailed him back to a shop called Minas. Boggs wants me to help catch him. Well, the boys and I can. No! No cops. At least not where he can see. I'll go alone, and you can wait around the corner, just in case we need you. I'm not sure, Monty. Sounds dangerous. I agree, but it's our only chance to catch this Murnau before he skips town. I'm going with you. Penny, I think that- I brought all this iron, and you think you're going alone? I'm coming. (sighs) Very well. Let's get moving. Be careful. If anything happens, we'll be right around the corner. Thank you, Sergeant.
Monty and crew meet Boggs in front of Mina's. Tension is in the air as the trio prepares to enter the shop, not knowing what to expect once they are inside. Boggs, we're here. What's the scoop? The windows are boarded up. I checked around back. There's only one way in and one way out. We should go in and blast this Murnau out. I may have underestimated you, lady. Hell hath no fury. A little blunt, Penny, but I think that's the best move. One of us will have to watch the door. I'll take guard duty. He won't get past my revolver. Very well. Boggs and I will head in and try to capture him. If he gets past us, you're the next line of defense. I'd like to see him try. Need a weapon? 
I carry my own iron, but uh, it's appreciated. Don't think this gets you off the hook, Boggs. You're still going to prison for facilitating the hits. I can deal with prison. I want revenge. This is my can of worms, and I intend to reseal it. Admiral, let's head in. Place is a dump. That's an understatement. There's nothing in here aside from some antiques and a busted radio. You sure you saw him come in? Honest. And he didn't get out? No. He's here, Monty. I sense a presence. That same evil feeling from earlier, but stronger. It's overwhelming. Very well. Where could he have gone? Let's search the room. I'll take this sight. It's getting stronger by that radio. It looks like this radio's been moved. There's scuff marks on the floor, and there's a hidden latch on those floorboards. Me and my big mouth. Boggs, get over here. There's a trap door with stairs leading down to the cellar. Of course he lives in a cellar. Never should have hired this guy. Next time I'll put an ad in the paper. Light that candle and let's head down. You first. Musty down here. What kind of man would call this place home? Maybe no man at all. I think you're right, Monty. That feeling is growing stronger. It's like nothing I've ever felt before. I've reached the bottom. What do you see? Mm, Some old bottles of wine, loose papers. Monty, the corner. Is that a coffin? And are those bones surrounding it? The candle went out. Give me your matches box. Monty, he's in here. Got it lit. Box, look out. He got knocked out. Who are you, Murnau? What do you want? You're not just a killer for hire. I've taken the occasional hit job, but I consider myself a samurai with no master. A ronin that kills more for pleasure than for money. Calling the herd. Picking the bad apples from the tree. Tooth, claw, and nail. Uh, look out, Monty. I'm gonna shoot him. How did I miss? I definitely hit him. I guess the right question would be, what are you, Murnau? (laughs) I've lived five of your lifetimes. I've seen empires burn and societies crumble. Witnessed man at his most primitive and brutal. Seen the world soaked in blood. Beautiful, delicious blood. And in those viscera-stained moments, I realized you're all animals, and I'm the butcher. Are you going to let this vampire keep monologuing, or are you going to do something? A vampire, of course. He's a what? What's the matter, Boggs? Dissatisfied with your service? Monty, look out! Get up! I'm going to slaughter this detective, Boggs, and then I'm going to tear you limb from limb! No, you won't. This work done, Bella Lugosi, it'll work on you. 
Mama always made me wear a crucifix around my neck. How's it feel pressed to your face? Ooh, it got me. See you on the other side. Oh, Fox, you killed him. Murnau's getting away. Throw the candle at him. Catch. He's, he's turning into a bat. I can see that, Monty. Get after him. He's heading for the door. Is that a bat? Shoot it, Penny. It's Murnau. What? Just shoot it. I clipped it, but it got away. What happened in there? I don't know where to start. Boggs is dead. The assassin got away. And the fire caused by you throwing the candle burned down Minas. Aside from a mountain of paperwork, you got any good news for me? Yes, I think we won't be seeing Renal for a while. At least not when the sun's up. I'm still not completely sure what happened. I just opened fire and clipped somebody. And you didn't see which direction he was going? No, I'm sorry, Sergeant. <sighs> all right. I'll have my boys comb the debris for clues. That's all we can do. Thanks for the help, Monty. We'll keep an eye out for this Murnau character. Let me know if you need us in the future. Take care, O'Connell. Probably a good thing I didn't mention a giant bat breaking through the door. I'd say so. No one would believe the assassin was a vampire. I've seen a lot of things, but never a vampire that works for the mob. Certainly a unique situation. Next time, we'll be ready. Might have to trade in your guns for garlic steaks and holy water. Sounds like a fun Saturday night. The Spectral Silhouette is broadcast to your radios from the Lightning Lounge with help from our sponsor, Skeleton Key Brewery. Delicious beers and so many varieties, you deserve it. Monty Eldridge was portrayed by Kyle Brock. Penny Astor was portrayed by Colleen Wilde. And Sill was hauntingly performed by Walter Piper. Script, direction, and music by Jukebox JBC. Songs performed by the Black and Blue Hearts. If you'd like to support projects like this, like and follow all the folks mentioned previously. And share this show with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's exciting installment of The Spectral Silhouette. And as always... Normal and paranormal beware. The Spectral Silhouette will always be there.